0: hello beautiful humans thanks for tuning in to on another note a podcast for the music and the musical gracing our ears today is a friend of mine from eastern massachusetts monk duane he's talking to us about being a musician through the pandemic getting COVID 19 and the future of live music for himself so sit back relax and let's do this A couple of things I wanted to talk about is just how, you know, your life as a musician has been over the last year and like, if you've had any gigs and how you've probably had less of them and what they're like compared to what you're used to. So, um, yeah, maybe we just start with like, what's life been like. We're about a year in now, pandemic wise. And I know firsthand that it's shaken the realm of the music world up a little bit.
1: It sure has. Um. Geez, across the board, so in terms of live gigs, um, yeah, so I was playing just about maybe 225, 230, uh, 230 gigs a year um, prior to this past year, and obviously everything shut down cold. Um, things did start to open up a little bit for solo performers in the nicer weather, because you we could play outside. Um but obviously you are playing to reduce capacities and there were all kinds of new rules in place. In some uh, cases, there was an, uh, an actual physical barrier between you and the audience. Um, and you know, for a while there wasn't much of an audience cause people weren't really going out. Um, and capacities were reduced. So it, it, it was weird. Um, I, I, you know, we have a symbiotic relationship with a lot of these venues where, you know, they rely on us for retention and keeping people in there yet. Now there were rules for how long someone could actually be in there. Um, so it was, it was bizarre, but we had limped back to maybe one or two gigs a month, which is not something you could make a living on, but you know, we did it. Um, and then recently things opened back up again as of March 1st, but there is fine print and there is rules. I literally have a bunch of gigs that I booked this week have already been canceled because the fine print is no singing and no woodwind instruments, which is bizarre. Um, the, The rules seem to be arbitrary in that you can open up capacity at the venue, which is more people unmasked while they're eating, talking and laughing but there can be one person singing and that's the super spreader event. So it was, I, I, I want everyone to be safe. Clearly. Um, it's the, the, the bottom line is these rules have to be specific and they have to be, uh, they have to be agreed on widely. Right? So right now we're at a point where there's no scientific basis behind the arbitrariness for lack of a better term, lack of a better word. That's not a word. Um, it doesn't make any sense that you could put more people in a room yet. The singer is the thing that's going to make it unsafe. If it's not safe for anybody, then it's not safe and it's not time. And I actually believe that it's, it's a little too soon for, uh, to relax. A lot of these things. Um, but it can't be this and that it has to be one or the other. So we're kind of trapped in this limbo right now where we are, uh, th- there's just Russian roulette being played with people's livelihoods. And if I knew. The gig I had say next Friday was going to be canceled, then I would have an opportunity to make that up, you know, and that's what we've all done. We've kind of scrambled to find other means of income within music and over the past year. Uh, And I'll get into that in a second, but Not when it's last minute, you just can't make that up. So these last minute cancellations because there is no There's no one message or the message is obscured in fine print. And departments of, uh, you know, local departments of health are calling venues and saying, no, no, you can't have that. And it's not happening everywhere. It, it just, it causes more confusion. And at the beginning of this, I totally got that. You know, everyone was scrambling to figure out, what are the new rules? What's the new normal? How does this work? But now we're a year in you, you think, you know, we would be a little more uh, organized than that, but we're still seeing this top down message. That is not a cohesive top down message. Um, so it affects us directly and it affects our income and affects our families. And just like it has been for the past year, uh, in terms of the film scoring industry, which is the other, you know, my other, my other livelihood, um, when things shut down, they shut down hard, right? So all productions shut down and that was it for everything. Um, which was, was exceptionally painful. I had a few irons in the fire that were, that were significant and, uh, they went away um either because the production got shut down or contacts got furloughed uh or combinations of the two so that went away for a long time and now over time people have started to find alternative means to get the work done so conducting a full orchestra from home not something you can do but there are productions that have figured out a way uh, Jeff Russo, who is the uh, composer for uh, one of the Star Trek shows, Star Trek Discovery, did something really interesting because that's a full orce- or full orchestral score. He figured out a way to record each musician at home based on whatever they had available and then stitched it all together. And that's like a 60-piece orchestra. That's hardcore. Um, and by the time it went to production, it was so masterfully done that you couldn't hear a difference. It sounded like the score should sound. But... I can only imagine how much extra work that was that I don't think anybody got compensated for. It was just to keep, you know, keep the lights on. Um, So yeah, there's been a lot of, you know, keeping your knees bent and trying to be flexible and figuring out other means of making up the difference, especially when, you know, when the live gigs went away or the paying gigs in general went away.
0: It's amazing what some people have been able to accomplish over the last year musicians specifically in terms of what they have been able to create and produce and project into the world from home or from one little space it's crazy but it's i feel like maybe just like a test to what we can do even in the future and and what great things might come you know it definitely
1: that. it definitely def- i'm sorry hang on just one second yes <laughs> thank you and then there's you know the trying to teach from home to your kids while you're trying to work becomes <laughs> a whole other thing, um, you know. Case in point, it, it is interesting and it it's been an eye-opening experience in some ways. It shows it showed me at least um, the detriment of burning the candle at both ends. I mean, I work constantly. I I have to. Um, But sometimes there's a price to be paid for that, whether it's more more time with your family or it's creative time, the stuff that actually is the nucleus of you paying your bills gets neglected because you're busy doing all the busy work. So this year I was far more creative than I've been in the last few, um, which allows me to have something to work with. Uh, And, and you know cart before the horse and we tend to forget when we get wrapped up in really busy schedules that it all starts with the creative component i have to have the song to work with um so that that's been an eye-opener and i i am not likely to go back to the crazy schedule i used to have because of that um it's it's always been a balancing act but it's eye-opening just how critical that balance really is um yeah so and and in terms of playing doing like the live streaming stuff for for people i think it had a novelty at first you know like oh look i can still see people but from our perspective it's impossible for us to connect so we don't really know i've actually gotten hired to play play at a club during the shutdown um where they just live streamed me into the club which is cool because i did it from here and i had complete control of the quality of sound and blah 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 but I couldn't see humans. I couldn't see their reaction. So I really had no capability of playing to the room. Um, I appreciated the opportunity and it was really kind of innovative, but at the same time, there is no replacement for that connection. And we've, I mean, that's just one connection we've lost over the past year. You know, this this is the only way we get to see another human's face at this point, you know, from here down, so, or from here down.
0: That's definitely what I think is the hardest probably part. I mean, half of the show and the quality of which we can put on a show is just being able to bounce energy off of the people that are there.
1: Yeah. You will make, you know, uh, decisions on the fly of what you're going to play next or how it's going to be done or it's all based on what's going on in the moment. And I think that that tends to get overlooked. Um, Not necessarily intentionally, but it's, It's like a big magic act if you're not in entertainment. You don't realize how much is being done on the fly uh, and how much you have to prepare to be able to do that and shift on the fly just based on reactions you're seeing in front of you.
0: I want to talk a little bit about – and you were talking about it before – about how you have, I guess for better or for worse, have had extra time to – be more creative and come out with new stuff. I know you dropped a couple of singles at the end of 2020, and I would love to talk about all of those. Uh, maybe I don't know whatever you want to start with, but I definitely want to talk about "Dangerous." I'm a big fan of that, and I would I would love to know you know just about what inspired that song and it, 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 with something like that, did the did the story come first or did the music come first? How did that become a thing? Hold up, let's play a little bit.
1: The world is raging, and I need saving My hope is fading, I'm thinking maybe, maybe You're not the person, I knew for certain Don't let it worsen, if it ain't working, working You just don't feel right when your claims are black are dangerous, dangerous. i'm an exceptionally reactionary writer uh especially when it comes to what's going on in the world um it it it's as i've kind of jokingly started calling it shame against the machine, right so if I see something that that needs to be called out um I will try and restrain my, my knee-jerk reaction to call it out in social media where it's just going to be a pointless exercise and everybody digging in and nobody learning anything. Uh, or not finding creative ways to articulate what I might see as the problem. Um, so my music is definitely an outlet for me for those things. Uh, dangerous in particular was I had just Boy, I wasn't even done with COVID yet. I had gotten COVID. I got it early on uh, when nobody knew what it was, uh, really how dangerous it was. It was. It's incredibly scary to have something that shut down the world and nobody can tell you how, uh, how to do anything okay. to fix it, or if you'll if you'll be better. I was literally told not to take anything, so I had to suffer through the entire thing without any kind of um, whatever. Um, but it really was the reaction I was seeing in terms of politicizing something that doesn't care about politics. This was a pandemic. This was a disease. This was something that we had never seen before. Um, and all these factions taking the opportunity to turn that into how can this work for me to my advantage? Can I look like a hero or can I use this as an opportunity to attack the other side or in, the 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 real tragedy being that it was the people who I think, if I'm being magnanimous, w- w- that that they thought they were doing the most good were actually the ones doing the most harm, and that really was the crux of what that song's about.
0: W- were you able to do anything musical while you were in the middle of having COVID, or did did uh, everything no, get put on pause?
1: Not even close. Um, while I had COVID, I got hit hard, um, so. I had a, a cough so bad that even just trying to speak, I it would just cause a coughing fit. And that was before the breathing issues pop, you know, it came in. Um, no, it was bad and it took me probably about a good 10 weeks to, to kick it. And then there were after effects that I, um, again, nobody really knew, nobody could advise you what you should do to treat you know, the fact that my limbs feel like jelly, or that I can't get a good breath, or I can't even walk a block without feeling dizzy. Um, So I did what seemed to make sense to me just in terms of common sense at the time, which is treat it like a muscle that has been, you know, atrophy. And I went back to the gym four days a week to see if I could just push my lungs back to some representation of normal. And it was super, super hard. But after about six weeks of four days a week at the gym, I felt like myself again.
0: That's awesome. And it's, especially it was so early on that, you know.
1: This is, you know, I got sick at the end of February, uh, beginning of March. And this was, you know, uh, 10 weeks after.
0: I feel like I remember seeing it on, so you post something about it on Facebook and, the, and the, the doctors are telling you, I don't think it's COVID, I don't know.
1: I had three doctors tell me that no you don't have it but i mean and not i can't place blame they had no information i had early on one of the uh now now we know it's a major symptom we you know lose sense of smell and taste and i reported that to the second doctor i spoke to and they told me literally i don't believe everything you read you know i mean it was it was dismissed and now we know that that legitimately was COVID. but and i had to have uh the only way i found out for sure was you know, a couple of weeks after being sick, when the antibody test finally became available, I went and took one and I got the positive back. So yeah, I clearly had it. It was interesting. That's crazy. Yeah. But in terms of being musical, the, the only thing I was able to do, and this was toward the tail end, um, was start writing because I couldn't perform. I couldn't sing, you know, I was able to play a little bit and record a little bit, but certainly no vocals yet. Um, took a bit. And it's interesting if you, you know, if, if you know my voice and you hear how quiet I am in that song, it's really just, it's, it's a metaphor, but it's also the reality I was in where I was kind of fighting my way back to, you know, being at full capability. And I, and I'm not there in that song. and I tried to find a way to, to take advantage of that.
0: Interesting. That's crazy. That's a, I'm glad you came out on the other end thank you um, so you were talking a little bit before about the social media thing and not maybe taking thoughts straight to the internet and putting them in music instead is that kind of where uh, fanblade came from
1: yeah fanblade is exactly that it, it it's it's the oh, that's the best way to put this it, it is the phenomenon where you know it's not going to turn out the way that you hope it does you know this is going to end up in another, Argument or another unfriending or another. It's not like this is a big surprise. We've been doing this in a pattern now for for years. You know, even prior to the last four years. But it's now people are dug in and tribalized, and the, the fact that we, it's it's the little the literal definition of insanity that right? we think that we're going to post something. And something, you know, it's it's going to open people's eyes, or we're going to have an intelligent conversation about this, or we're going to have a even a civil conversation about this. It's literally like being a little kid sticking your hand in a fan blade.
0: Hold up, let's play a little bit. Why you put your hand
1: in the fan blade? Uh, why not take a stand for a better day? Give it a rest with the tirade. Ain't a bad time that we focus on the great. Yeah, holiday. Yeah. unafraid. We Wait, you can shine when you're throwing shade. rise up rise up stop, stop getting, getting played, played. by stop the fan blade. blade it's like well it it looks like it'll probably hurt but let me see you know and that's <laughs> we do it constantly and it's just it is the definition of insanity and i don't understand that psychology um although i've clearly been a victim to it many times have n't we all? Um, but I, I think you know. I mean, recognizing the problem is the first step to solving the problem. The problem is there's no point in voicing this on this forum because even if you're you know speaking to your uh, your echo chamber, um, even if you've eliminated a bunch of people who don't agree with you, well, that defeats the purpose of a dialogue. The whole point is to find compromise and find a way to express each other's opinions so we can understand each other better so we can move beyond it and we are stuck um and i don't know what the remedy for that is i know for me it's just extracting myself from those conversations on that forum and and writing about it that's the the that's we're fortunate as writers to have another forum where we can Try and say things a little more thought out and a little more eloquent and a little less knee jerk.
0: Fair enough. I think um, I'm, I was trying to go back, and double in my notes a little bit. I can't remember if it was fanblade or if it was dangerous, but one of those songs starts with like this, like a uh, newscaster intro. Thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. How? How? What? What? Ca- tell me. Like, how did you come up with that? Why that song and why that little string of, you know, that like Uh-oh. newscaster thing? Presenting the distinguished international news commentator and foreign correspondent, Raymond Graham Swing. This is another of his programs known as World Events, on which Mr. Swing gives his
1: interpretation
0: of international affairs.
1: The the scary irony in a lot of what's going on, or at least a lot of what's been going on over the last four years, is that this isn't the first time and that there are examples in history and we are living the definition of those that don't know history are doomed to repeat it this has happened before and it's happened before almost like to the letter and the fact that we've had, we've ignored that or we're unaware of that is kind of an indictment to the education system it's like how do you how do you not realize that we've seen this before and what are we going to do different about it this time so i'm big history dork so i love like the old pop you know cbs bob trout you know pre-world war ii world war ii uh, broadcasts and and the opinion pieces that were given back then they weren't quite as um at least they from this from our perspective in time they don't seem as dug in as and tribalized as ours do today um and that and i found that one broadcast that was a perfect example of what we were living through at that time and it's just it's just repeating itself. So I thought that, you know what? I'm going to extract my opinion from this whole thing. I'm going to put a piece of history in here that it, that was cleared, so I was legally able to do it, um, and let people make their own judgments. You know, I, I didn't make this up. Here it is. This happened 70 years ago, and we're doing it again.
0: It's funny, because you have a song called Another Day, Another Bullet, and this gives me very much paralleled vibes with that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the shame against the machine part. That's... Uh, <laughs> That, that's uh, I, I try to take a sort of Dan Rather approach to writing where it's about, it's not necessarily my, about my opinion. It's I'm laying out the events. I'm laying out examples. I'm showing precedent. It's not what I think and feel. It's just, here's the facts, make your own decisions. Um, and I will draw the parallels based on my perception because I can't do anything else. But it's not, I'm right, you're wrong. Or I think, I feel. It's never based in that it's based in observation. Um, and it's a, uh, it's just kind of that, that old school newscaster, you know, respect that I had for, you know, the fifth estate before it was commandeered by the need to sell advertising and cable news. Um, you know, it used to be a a loss leader and it was, A public service and it wasn't about opinion and opinion wasn't meant to drive advertising there was no advertising it was just about here's what happened make your own decisions here's what happened make your own decisions and that's that's gone you're lucky to find any place that sits in the middle of reality right now that is not trying to give a spin based on tribalism and you gotta work really hard if you want that fact only i'll make my own decisions and You know, centrist thinking isn't very popular right now.
0: I totally hear you, and I hope that all things related to bringing people information is simply about, you know, fact and what it is. So hopefully, yeah.
1: And, and it's not the same be reaction to those facts, but you can't react to the facts that the facts are biased. Then they're no longer facts by definition, but they're being presented as that. And because it's easily accessible and it does not take a lot of effort, people just accept that and we are literally living in two different realities. And it's impossible to get to the end of that as long as there is no acknowledgement of a fact, not a truth, a fact. And there's a difference. Um, I think the truth, unfortunately, can be malleable. Uh, I think a fact is provable and we're not there.
0: It's a tough time for sure. (laughs) All right. That's,
1: that's, that's where a lot of the perspective is coming. It's, it's not often, although I try and do, do it a little more these days that I'm writing about something that isn't an observation rather than, uh, something that's more pointed internally.
0: Yeah. Yeah cool um all right circling back to music life um now are you doing music full-time or is this a part-time thing uh
1: i have what i call a dual major in life i do music full-time and i have a full-time gig outside of music um i think there's time for both it's a matter of how you balance the act um we're living in a time where it's really hard to be a creative full-time um I had, but then I went and had a family and bought a house in Massachusetts. And how dare I do such a thing? Because now it's, it's, it's nearly impossible. Um, That said, I, it's the same passion that drives what I do during the day. I am a designer and what I do during the day is I am the um, product designer for uh, a DOD contractor. So I actually work, as a contractor for the government Uh, and i'm able to do something where i directly contribute to saving lives Um, that scratches a whole nother itch for me in terms of service so i'm able to do something that is good for my soul during the day and at night Um, and the more i have found the need for that service that i provide during the day that quantifiably i can see how it makes an effect and and who gets helped um i i you know best of both worlds not to mention it, it's never-ending topics as a creative to write about you know i'm experiencing these things firsthand i'm going places people don't want to go i'm seeing things people don't know exist or kind of wish they didn't or you know just some of the worst parts of humanity firsthand well i mean how can i not reflect that in my creativity um, and thank God I have creativity to actually have a valve and a release for some of the stuff that I hear about, see about and deal with on a daily basis. So it's um, I, I need both. I've, I've learned as I've uh, matured and seasoned a bit that I need that balance. I need to feel like I'm contributing and then I need to feel like I am responsibly uh, commenting through yeah creative means
0: yeah for sure so have you played at all in the last year just yeah. very lightly
1: uh yeah lightly being the operative word so at best it's been one to two gigs a month since the summer um it started to ramp back up this past week but i've already had a cancellation right. so it's um we'll see i mean it's like it, we're not out of the woods yet it, it, there's there's light at the end of the tunnel and this is great but i think a lot of uh, A lot of people jumped the gun, and um, we're not there yet. But I will say over the past two months, uh, probably since a little before the holidays, we're already in March, so, you know, for whatever, I've seen a deeper appreciation when people have been at the show for live music than there was before. Before, there would be people that that are into it, and they're diehards, but there was always a sense of uh, taking it for granted, this just is here and we just have this and now I'm going to let it be background or whatever. I'm not seeing quite as much of that. Now I'm seeing people who are openly appreciative, either in the way they tip or they come after you and tell you, I haven't had a, a chance to do this in a year. And thank you so much for being here. I, you know, you don't often get that you might get it once or twice during a gig. You don't get it like as a barrage between breaks. Um, so that's, that's meant a lot. It means that people, I mean, you don't know what you got, till you got till it's gone right so this this was gone
0: i played a couple gigs in august the august september time frame all of them outside which was great um but it, it was like nearing the end like especially in september like the weather was about to get colder and the option for outdoor dining was about to be completely gone and then obviously especially in massachusetts they weren't even allowing people to play inside at all and then I remember restaurant owners and bar owners be like, I just, it's not the same without having it here, without having artists and live music. Like it's just not, the vibe is not the same. And, and, and
1: yeah. That's what I was saying. It's a symbiotic relationship that we have with these venues where it's about they, they are relying on us to set an atmosphere uh, or, or not necessarily set the atmosphere, but contribute to their atmosphere. Right. It's all part of the party. It's all part of the, the experience. But at the same time our job is retention it's keeping those people in longer it's getting them to have another drink it's getting them to make another order it's getting them to tell their friends this is awesome come down you should see what's going on here you know the we need each other um and when one of those components is gone something's not right you can tell the mix is off and uh people feel like they're going a little more through the motions um in a, in a very painful way, this was a great lesson to be learned where we are appreciating the value of what art is in our life. Um, because it was taken for a while. Um, and even for those who are, you know, kind of the most oblivious or treated as a thing that they just kind of experience while they're doing 14 other things. And it's from point A to point B exercise, when it was gone, you, woke, you wake up to it. You know, it's like the bass player in a band. It's like the bass players never get any love. But the second that bass is missing, you're like, the band doesn't sound right. Or I don't feel like dancing or whatever. Because that thing that glued it together was gone.
0: That's an excellent analogy. <laughs> that's that's great. Now, when I, last time I saw you play, and it's obviously been a minute, but I think it was in like 2018, you were playing at the Jetty in Marshfield, yep. right? Yeah, okay. The crowd there... obviously pre-pandemic, not a socially distant thing. And everybody's all together on the dance floor right in front of you too. And obviously that's not happening now either. Like you're you're play out and you're like, stay away from me, (laughs) you know, keep your six plus foot distance. Does that change your experience during a show?
1: Uh, It definitely makes it hard to make a connection. Um, I don't typically like people that close to me anyway, which is odd for a performer, even though I'll get off the stage and go out and interact with people. I, I, I like my bubble, <laughs> I like my distance. Um, it, it it does though, reduce the capability of making that connection with people. Um, and even more so when they wanna come up to you and tell you something nice or make a request or whatever, and they're right up in your face and they're right in your space and they're way closer than six feet because you're loud and they can't you can't hear them otherwise. It's a whole nother dynamic where you don't wanna be, standoffish but at the same time it's like you're too close you need to back up that's a whole new thing you don't just you just don't do that as a performer
0: yeah do you think that the last year and the pandemic is going to just alter your mindset when it comes to playing the show and are you going to be more aware and cautious of like how people how close people are to you
1: i think time will tell on that one uh i don't know honestly don't know I, i i'd like to think that once we're all in a safer zone That'll just be out of my head, but I don't know if that genie can go back in the bottle either. We'll find out.
0: Do you have any shows coming up that haven't been canceled yet?
1: A lot of my gigs have been in New Hampshire because Massachusetts has been shut down. Mm -hmm. Um, So just to play, you have to travel. Um, uh, Saturday, the 27th, I'm at Dairyfield Country Club up in Manchester, New Hampshire. Uh, And then on April 3rd, I'm at the Thirsty Moose in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. So nothing local.
0: (laughs) It's hard to now. Just take what you can get.
1: It's exactly where we're at.
0: Yeah. Um, do you have any advice for musicians right now who might be like, what do I What do I do now?
1: Um, the best thing that you can do, from just my opinion, what, would be to not stop playing. Um, I have the kind of voice where it's use it or lose it. If I don't sing, I can't sing it's a muscle and it takes a while to get that back up to its you know optimal capability so not doing anything not playing not working on new music not writing not working on your your you know your capability in any way is the worst possible thing you could do during this time because this is an opportunity to kind of step back and reassess it's a forced reassessment of how you do what you do What's working? What hasn't been working? What can I make better? I haven't had time to experiment with X, Y, and Z. Maybe I'll try this. So my live shows have, prime when I play solo, primarily been me and an acoustic guitar. Um, but I've been wanting to bring more of this technology out to gigs on a, in a solo circumstance because, A, that's just what pop music sounds like these days, and, and I like it. I geek on it. But B, you can bring more of that uh, party experience where you can have people dancing because there's, there's rhythm and there's, you know, there's a, there's a full arrangement. Um, and you can do it on the fly without playing, you know, backup tracks or whatever, which is how I produced this stuff. Um, I had time to work through a lot of that. I had time to put together a whole show that was based on that kind of technology. Um, and only recently have I gotten a chance to go out and kind of vet the thesis. I played a gig at uh, Thirsty Moose Portsmouth, last week, um, which was one of the first times I brought it all out. and like, let's see what happens if there's nobody that cares, then nobody missed anything, but let's see what happens. And as the night went on, it was this bizarre social experiment where you saw people doing this in their seats and they were jamming and they, and they wanted to get up and dance, but they were looking around to see if anybody saw if they were going to do it. And they'd slowly stand up in their space. And by the end of the night, they were apart but they were all dancing and standing. And, and like I was saying before, they were coming up after, thank you so much. I haven't gotten to dance in over a year and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, my, as a musician, we kind of worry about the, the perception, like, oh, he's just playing a backing track. So whatever they, we don't know if they understand that we're producing this for them on the fly or, or if they even care. And the fact was, they didn't care. They wanted to dance to something. They wanted something that, that grooved and I was able to provide it for them in the moment. And because venues are still hurting in terms of budgets and can't, you know, they're not at a place where they can hire a five piece, six piece band back yet that I can bring some of that experience as a solo artist. So that my advice would be to be flexible think about the medium that you're in. Think about the time that you're living in and what can you do to provide a solution to essentially new problems? You know, how, how can you keep people entertained and keep your skills up? Um, while you have a chance to think about it for two seconds and not be constantly reacting and being busy.
0: I think that that's perfect advice. Hopefully any musician that listens to this gets something good out of that. Um, so what comes next for you? Do you have any new music coming out in the near future?
1: I do. I'm working on a new single and I'm working on uh, the video for that. It's gonna. Uh, it's a little more ambitious. It's, it's animated, um, which is really cool. I just wanted to tell a, a little story about two people. Um, that, um, it's, oh, what am I going to say about this? All right. So it, it's, well, I'll let the cat out of the bag. Um, it's called Fish Eye, and it's about how people, especially early on in relationships put on their best facade, right? It's, I am the best version of me and I'm going to say whatever I have to say to impress this person and the other person can be doing the same thing. And how far into that experience do you have to get before the lens widens? and you start to see the reality of each other. Um, and are you actually as compatible as you thought you you were? And the only way to find out is to is to take that wide view. And even though it might be a little distorted around the edges, it's you're gonna see things you hadn't seen before. Um, and that can be true whether it's a romantic relationship, it could be true of family members, it could be true of friends, political views, whatever. I tried to make it as ambiguous in terms of the application is possible, but I wanted to do this kind of like children's book visual to it because it's kind of innocent. It's a very um, kind of acoustic driven sound. That's a little bit different than the last three, um, the last three singles. So I wanted this really kind of innocent visual that just kind of pulled back as these two people were uh, getting to actually know each other.
0: That sounds awesome.
1: Thank you. We'll see see if I can pull it together, but that's. (laughs) it's in the works
0: Do you have a like a projected plan as to when people are going to be able to hear slash watch that
1: i'm we're already in like the march here i'm hoping maybe first second week of april uh we'll see how long it takes the animators to do what they got to do and if they get to where i want it to be
0: sweet okay cool um that's all i got in terms of questions i've written down do you have any other last wise words or anecdotes for the listeners of this podcast
1: um, keep, just keep doing what you're doing. I, I mean, as, as trite as that might be, it's never been more important than it is now. I think there's an opportunity in all of this silence for people to understand the value of music in their lives. Um, and, and be heard, you know, and let people know, you know, it, it, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of reluctance to communicate the hard time that we've had because our job is not to give you know, let people know that it's been hard. It's to, it's to take them out of their own hard time, but you know, there's a human element to this and, and just be transparent.
0: Beautiful way to end it. Awesome. Thank you so much for hanging out with me and telling me all these wonderful things. I appreciate it.
1: Thank you for having me. We're
0: all starved on mm-hmm. a single inspiration.
1: Now that we're all mm-hmm. fumbled through the time. you